welcome back to the Terrible Warriors. I am not your game master or apparently a living, breathing character anymore. <laughs> Justin Ecock <laughs> here playing Norlandia. This did not go as I expected, I must say. Uh, not even that it went off the rails. I think it ended the only way it could when I invited Shane Fitzgerald from Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Shane. I am a slasher and I must be stopped. <laughs> and uh, also, Shane uh, from Toronto, uh, you did not kill me. So I thank I thank you for that. You've always you've always been on my side whenever we played these games. Um, well, you were the DM most of the time, so I couldn't really kill you. No, or I was like the real Professor Oak, in which case you couldn't kill me. Or he you tried. My Weedle, though, or he tried, and I power drived him into the ground. It was great. Um, by murdering his Weedle. By murdering his Weedle. I didn't, did I throw Weedle? Did I kill? No, he threw Weedle, threw Weedle, and Weedle. you made him land in the like, acid. He landed in acid. I'm like, can I get back? He's like, no, he's dead. I'm like, like no. why did I say that? I wasn't running the game. No, that would. That would have been Julian. That would have been Julian. Was it Julian? Yeah, yeah Julian. I didn't the run those game. games. I, I was playing the real Curse Professor you, Oak. Julian. No, and Ori Julian. tried to, uh, to like like I don't know hail rocket Hydra thing and and so I like choke slammed him through a glass window. <laughs> <laughs> that that taught him a lesson. Uh, Bree. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Still hi. here. I did scribble out your name with extreme prejudice. Yes, on the board. you did. You seem <laughs> to take quite. Quite pleasure in that. Uh, it was good. We have I finished. It we so we many finished times. our story uh, at our last episode. This is a bonus episode uh, here at Norland. It's going to be shorter than the rest. We're not going to take a full hour of your time, but we did have a real question. We had learned who killed Stephen Prince, famed author of the city of uh, Calypso. Uh, we um, uh, we did learn how uh, Stephen Prince was killed. We did learn why. Uh, for a quick recap. Um, well, we got three questions. We got three players. Uh, do you each want to answer? Uh, first, on the questions, uh, uh, Shane, uh, w uh, while we were learning through, we, we I'll, our city of Calypso is a city of mirrors, of vanity, of pride, of drug use, of, uh, uh, of, of, of Puritan values and... Uh, and 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 a, and, a, and a conflict that goes with all that, with the outskirts and the shades that gave them their drugs but didn't use it themselves, lived a life of passion but didn't coexist with a city that repressed all of that. And then somewhere in the middle were the shatters, the Skid Row area, where some of them were transitioning from one side, the core, to the other side of the shades or, or backwards or living in a weird place in the middle where they're never going to belong in either world. And... Um, and then those who really succeeded, the opposite side of the shatters in the crystal maze, the, the upper crust of the society, those who made it live the ideal, they're no longer taking the focus drugs, they take the relax and happy drugs. And they, uh, uh, that, that was our city, this, uh, an interesting city with interesting sides, uh, all at conflict with each other and all somehow coexisting together and supporting each other. Um, but then in the center of it, something that actually ended up almost taking a risk to the entire machinery that kept the city going was the death of famed author Stephen Prince. <laughs> but he was much more than an author, as we learned. Yeah. Uh, Shane uh, Fitzgerald, who killed Stephen Prince? As it turns out, he was killed by Chris Chapman, who was an industrialist from The Shade. That was revealed by uh, Marty Silver's secretary, actually, yeah. who witnessed him dragging... Stephen's body into the office. Planting the body in the office, uh, as we ultimately learned. <clears throat> Chris was more than just an industrious from the shade. He was also part of a conspiracy in the city uh, by people from 
all walks of life in the city, but mostly those connected to the shade. They were part of an organization, a group who believed that uh, they shouldn't have a society living uh, through um, self-medication and drugs, and they had developed a uh, a new chemical that would be like an antigen or an antidote to all the drugs. It would just cancel everything out and bring everyone back to their natural sober state. And they were going to distribute this through a, a mutual connection. Uh, both Stephen and Chris had uh, Liz Moran, a government official who lived in the Crystal Maze uh, in the upper crust of society. Through her and her government connections, they were going to distribute this drug and they were going to change this city and make it more like the Shades, uh, a city embracing passion but not embracing um, uh, altering themselves. Uh, and there were other people involved in this conspiracy who were sucked into it. Um, but we learned that Chris was a mastermind, not just an industrialist. He was also at the peak of this conspiracy, and he was the driving force, and he was very right. passionate. He worked also with crime boss Mark Brooks from The Shades, uh, using him as a distribute, uh, distribute, uh, distribution network uh, right. through The Shades, who was involved with Shane's character, the old man, who also was uh, an artisanal drug designer. Um, you probably didn't sell a lot of the drugs. You just invented them, right? And well, you would I, you would I, sell them, but I do I do small batch deliveries. Yeah, um, <laughs> you weren't the high um, you weren't playing the high stakes game that Mark Brooks was. Playing. Yeah, you weren't you no. weren't the kingpin in any situation here. Like you were the or you were the. I was like Mark yeah. Brooks is the McDonald's them. to your burgers priest. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I, I like you're like that. the yeah. indie artisanal burger joint next to his fast food joint of more drugs for more people, right? Just bigger, juicier drugs for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, awesome. Uh, I'll ask you, Shane, the next question. <laughs> I know Bree wants to answer it. Do you want to answer the next question? Yeah, Bree should answer it. She's Bri, the one who saw Bri, it. How you you the one who ended up your character <laughs> Fortune from the Shatters? You discovered Stephen Prince. And you, you, well, you didn't yep. discover. You broke into the crime I, scene. I broke into the crime scene and contaminated it horribly. Yeah. Wound up in, on the list of suspects <laughs> and took something from the body. How did? How, but <laughs> how? What was? What was the method of the murder? In doing so, he was he was just stabbed so many times. Like that so, was so many, so many, <laughs> so many times. But so not many stabs. stabbed at the office. No, he stabbed somewhere else. I'm pretty sure he was like wrapped in a plastic sheet. And then, and, just, and then they kind of like tied the ends up, kind of like they were like like a burrito. Yeah, it's just, just like a tootsie pop, right? And they yeah. like tied the ends up to keep all the blood in, and then when they got to the office, they just basically went and like put it all on the ground. Subtle. Yep. And and uh, and and Shane, we learned why uh, he was killed. You've uh, done the why quite well so far. No, I didn't, because <laughs> there was a final bit there that I held off on. I explained that Chris was involved in a conspiracy. But everything was going to go according to plan. Everything was going to work. But then Stephen got a taste for the good life, and he wanted to stop it. And then Chris was like, uh-uh, son. We're going through with the plan. And he wasn't just going to stop it. He was going to expose he was it. Gonna, he was going to expose it. He was going to destroy his reputation. He was going to take down the shades. Yeah. So he tried to, he, he like threatened to go live with it. And then Chris just did the whole stabby, 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 stabby thing. And might, might I mention, it was going to make an excellent backdrop for uh, Prince's next young adult romance novel. <laughs> what was it called? And there was the this way? love affair with this person well, in the shadows. It. it actually <laughs> ended up not being connected to the crime at all. And it's just uh, this tragic story now. This this uh, the, 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 this man in the shadows has Sorry, lost his secret love <laughs> all because of a conspiracy happening on the other side of town. 
And where am I going to find a new author, all guys? Come on. <laughs> and then, for God's sake, uh, at the very end of all that, learning that why came at a cost. <laughs> because our PI, Marty, had a chance to get out of the game and leave everything alone. Just let it lie in the dark. And he didn't listen to the lesson, so Mark Brooks took it upon himself to... Uh, wipe out Marty, my character, Marty Silver. Uh, <laughs> beloved, beloved character. Was he pushed downstairs or another? Or was he just pushed off a building? I think he was pushed on an elevator shaft that had nothing knives, but knives at the bottom. Knives at the bottom? Yeah. I was like, why, why are there knives at the bottom? Okay. Well, anyway. I mean, maybe it was just a really sharp, str- like, you know yeah. how there's a spring at the bottom? Maybe yeah. it was sharp. Like Final Destination. Oh, yeah. 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 Also, it was very likely. As we're going to learn in the epilogue, Marty would have taken the answers and he would have put them out in the pneumatic tubes and sent them all to the press. True. He knew what everyone else figured out and then he died. And he died yeah. with that knowledge before anyone else could be told. Yeah, and really we're now week. going to tell yeah, our epilogue. a really bad week. We're now going to tell our epilogue. And our epilogue is going to work out as such. Uh, you will each take one white die for each unmarked principal box in your character sheet. You will also take another white die because we got all three questions answered. So for everyone, take a white die for answering your three questions. Yeah, we're, okay, we're, no, we're, we're going to do it one at a time. Sorry, we're we're going to do, do it one at a time. time. And then you're just going to, what we'll do is we'll actually, uh, we'll, keep, we'll, keep track of how we'll many dies you should the, have. On, on your case notes, you'll just mark what your results are because you're uh, uh, just, because we're not, we're, we're not rolling these dice. We just need to get a number of dice. So oh. you have, uh, so for Shane, you get, um, Actually, you know what? You don't even need to kill it, Mark. Just, just do like a solid, an empty box or a solid box, right? Okay. So uh, one white die for each unmarked box in your principal. Uh, and then another white die if all three questions were answered. So I, get a, I only get one white die. I got die. one. <laughs> yeah, not looking good for me. Take one black die for each black mark next to your principal. Well, fuck. Right? <laughs> and just draw oh, that in. Was... Solid box. And take another black die if the three districts are escalated. Okay, we didn't do that. Now, what you want to do is arrange these dice in an alternating pattern, starting with the white die if possible. Now, for me, I got two black die and one white die. So I'm actually going to have to go black, black white, white, black. black. Yep. The first one, so, so the, the first, the, all the dice will be fortunately, unfortunately, or in my case, unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately. The last dice will not be about your character. It will be about the city. Yeah. We, the table, will tell the unfortunate side for your character. And you will get the final say on the fortunate side of your character. So, who do we want to start with? I want to start with me. I died. Yeah, Marty died. Yeah. <laughs> well, just use me as a guinea pig. So, unfortunately, you get the first say on my character for this epilogue. I'm already dead. Unfortunately... <laughs> You can talk about my reputation. You can talk about the business. You can talk about maybe I got pinned for the murder. Unfortunately, uh, un- the first un- line un- of this, and then I get to the Unfortunately, line. the initial news story came out. It was that Marty was the, the murderer, and he killed himself. He had killed himself in a fit of grief. Like, just shame and grief and why did I do this thing? Everyone is finding out. Threw himself down an elevator shaft. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> <laughs> the truth did come out. I mean, there were knives at the bottom of the elevator shaft. That's just not <laughs> supposed to be there. That was against code. And a whole nother Norlandia campaign came out about my murder. And four new people went out, and they found three more answers. And fortunately, ultimately, he was exonerated. And he was proven that he did not 
kill Stephen Prince. He did not commit suicide, that he himself was also a murderer of this conspiracy in the town. That would have been a good story. That would have been a really cool sequel yeah. to yeah. play. Maybe I'll do that with, like, three other players who don't know anything <laughs> yeah. about this game. Yeah, just as, like, three other players who didn't murder unfortunately, me. Unfortunately, <laughs> and you get to now tell something, unfortunately. So I fortunately had my name cleared, but unfortunately something bad happened to the city. To the city at large, to the culture of the city, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Actually, you know what? Um, the the three of you get to decide. What, what no, unfortunately, the repercussions of the my repercussions character's epilogue of, on the city at large, or maybe just on the core. The, or the fact that the muse came out kind of shook the drug industry down, down to, like, it's like it scared people. Like, the market yeah. may crash, causing, like, economic hardships. Yeah. Life in Calypso was not as peaceful, pleasant. As the yeah. drug companies was, would have it was, you believe. It wasn't was as bright as it used to be. The sun set <laughs> on the city. <laughs> it has waned. Is that, is that the unfortunate that, that part is, of the city? That yeah. is the unfortunate yeah, part. Because of economic downturn. There's my, there's economic my, there's my epilogue. Um, Shane, Marty, Marty, hey Marty. Oh, that's my. I'm Marty. You're yeah. Marcus. Yeah. Marcus. Marcus. You Shane, wish I was Marty. Marcus that's... Big B. Marcus Big B. The PI. Uh, what What are your What are your uh, What dice you had You had two white and one black. Yes. So you get to go. Fortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, you get yeah. like the opposite of me. So you get to tell the first line, and then we're gonna get to like fuck up with it, and then you get to say fortunately about the city. Right. So what is it? How do you go? Okay. So. After After all this, how did How did this? I just want to prompt you with a question. How did this investigation? After all this was done, I guess we haven't decided as a group if the answers ever got released. But fortunately, your character. Okay. Uh, so fortunately, because of his role in solving the murder case, uh, the publishers gave him a nice gave him a nice big reward, and he's got an improved reputation in the city for being for being a solid detective. Unfortunately, the death of Marty Silver <laughs> and the connection to Mark Brooks and your investigation, you have to now live with the fact that everyone does know you're from the Shades. That particular secret in your life is no longer a secret anymore. You are now a PI from the Shades who lives in the core. Uh, but the course of this investigation blew your identity public because you're part of the you story. became a bit of a celebrity investigator which meant other people began to look into your background and it was just too difficult to hide that from them and that's what you get for throwing me down an elevator shaft <laughs> i'm gonna let him have this but you get you to know say, what i'll be perfectly this... honest i'll be perfectly honest if i did decide my unfortunately i would have said that he was so guilt-ridden that his actions caused the death of marty silver that he started taking drugs for real <laughs> oh fuck that's so much better <laughs> You want, is that is that it? Is that Go it? Go for it! Is that you it? Like it? Take it. That's not canon. That's dark. <laughs> hey, is this like join the normal population? Took your no guilt pill. Um, <laughs> so, oh god. Uh, fortunately, about the city, Shane. What was a fortunate effect on this city, though, because of this investigation and and your story? Uh, let me see here. Fortunately for the city, we got it. We had a dark ending yeah. with mine, but we get to. Expand on that with each character. Right. Uh, fortunately for the city, uh, the conspiracy, uh, the conspiracy to uh, spread the antigen in the 
and the pharmaceuticals, uh, it didn't spark a panic, but it did get people talking about yeah. the policies around yeah. around drugs. It brought like, light to the shades. It, 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 it pushed people like Mark Brooks into the open and... That kind of like clandestine activity is just much more difficult now. Like Liz was held responsible, and there's it, it, where this stuff was never regulated before. It was all yeah, privately it, it forced, run. It forced transparency in the drug companies. Like now they have so, to kind of start telling while you. While people what in the city, you. as Shane mentioned earlier, while people in the city uh, have waned on their appetite for drugs and are a little bit more hesitant to use it, they are safer yes. than they ever were. And there's more regulation and and more transparency on that. Um, so drug use has gone down, but uh, crises have also gone down. And uh, and 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 there's more. There's for those that have remained in the core and in the in in the maze. Uh, there, it's uh, life is. Um, there's more confidence about the uh, the the oversight that goes around things that people like Mark Brooks aren't going to be able to continue poisoning the water well. Precisely. Yes. Oh man, it's like Marty's death was super important. I know, right? Oh, of course. Not, I'm not trying to do that at all. <laughs> so, you see, you gotta, you, you gotta play the long game with me. You gotta play the long game. <laughs> so, it uh, sucks in the beginning, but there's purpose to it all. The old man. Hello. What were your day? What were your dice? What did they look like? <laughs> all white. Well, you, there was a. Is there no black? What? I never once violated my principles. He didn't, and Ooh. there were no. So you get, you, get you to, just get, you go. Yes, yeah, so you go. go. So narrative. You get to tell two fortunately stories about your character, yeah. and then a fortunate for the whole city. So I Look found at you all, sunshine. I found days. the pigeons. I now have a pigeon friend. <laughs> real life. Yeah, pigeon. I got a real life pigeon friend now. Oh my what's god. His, what's his name? His his name is Pigeon. I wasn't an event, oh, okay. but I got a pigeon named Pigeon. He's really okay. cool. Uh, also, uh, be, you know, do the fact that uh, Chris Chapman is it Chris Chapman? Yeah. His pigeon's mar- name is Jesse. Yeah. Uh, with that, the the drug changes the city. Uh, the old man's personal business as an artisanal, high quality yeah. drug maker has gone through the roof. With Mark Brooks exposed and his oh, business gone, it's basically it's all profit for him. And is also he kind of embellishes the fact that he was was involved in helping to solve it. Uh, and then for the city, actually for the shade. Business is booming there. For an area that has low drug use, but also products, produces most of the high-quality drugs, is probably starting to become a bit more, um, I say, well-established and economically sound. Yeah, they're like Silicon Valley for yeah, designer we're, drugs. Yeah, we're basically propping up. Like, as the city's kind of like small... like Well, like, and, and as people start using drugs a little less, this becomes a place that they actually, you know, like would go to instead of a place that you wouldn't be caught dead in. Yeah, right? so more people coming in also are imports. Go, Increased are tourism, yeah. Go us. <laughs> what were your dice, Bree? So I have an unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately. Because oh. I have two black and white. So unfortunately for your character. Uh, team? Uh, what, uh, unfortunately, about fortune. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Uh, I actually didn't do this on unfor- purpose. She was still a lead <laughs> in like the investigation. Take. She was still contaminated and pointed at a scene of the crime. And they had to publish all her fan fiction as public evidence. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck. It all ended up, it all ended up in court. Uh, and but But in the course of that trial, um, it meant that Chris Chapman, they, it was inadmissible. There was too much contamination from the thing that it ended up being thrown out, and he's free. 
And people read all my fan fiction. And they read all your fan fiction. In court. In court, on the record. Line by line. It's on like archive.org now. This is the worst ever, guys. And it was was read by someone who does not know the background. However, but Brie, (laughs) fortunately, fortunately, you got to turn that around in your favor. Fortunately, because her writing did get read by people in what? The new Twilight. <laughs> because her writing did get read. I mean, she did get picked up by an admittedly small-time publisher, there, there but she's a, on her way up. There is a power up. vacuum with the dis- with the death of Stephen Prince. They are looking Absolutely. for a new. Like she didn't she didn't just step into his shoes by no means. Like this is not how the world works. But she has absolutely been signed with a company, and she's beginning to make her way up there in the highly competitive world of young adult romance. And sure, you may have been complicit in the. Uh, yeah, but you know, you know how they say that all publicity is good publicity. Yeah, <laughs> you don't really seem to mind when you walk into your new glass apartment in the core. Yeah, <laughs> and your new book deal. Where you go? You're like, okay, so he's still out there on the streets, but like, whatever. You're doing pretty good. I, I'm doing. I'm doing the okay. Infamy. I did finally get out of the shatter. Yeah, which is kind of what I was going for. Unfortunately for the city. You have to read her fan fiction. <laughs> Unfortunately for the city, Fortune's glimmer fiction has now become like the primary cultural influence on a new generation of Calypsians. I'm sorry. And there <laughs> has so been an sorry. eclipse in Calypso of like cultural dignity and Puritan behaviors. Replace drug use with freaking Twilight soccer moms. <laughs> I'm sorry. Didn't we? Didn't we say this was Fifty Shatters of Grey? This is really. <laughs> this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> this is the darkest timeline, and oh, it was brought about by my family. How are you holding on to that one? <laughs> oh. Uh, so he was literally planning this. So from really, the start. Chris Chapman got away. Yes. Yeah. And you're dead. And I'm dead. Yeah. And you're famous. I'm famous. <laughs> this is great. You got a pigeon and, and, and a massive and a drug empire. Co- empire. Yeah, I'm rich. And uh, uh, like, like whatever. You just uh, went on to be like a PI. But I'm a junkie now. You're a PI to the stars. <laughs> oh, he's a junkie now, oh, though. Yeah. That's that's the dark part. Yeah, but you get high to her fiction. I was I was always a junkie, so you get high to her fiction, though. Oh bullshit! <laughs> no, it's canon now. <laughs> This, this you love you no love Fifty Shatters. Of you can actually take a pill where you enjoy glimmer fiction. Yeah. Love it makes glimmer it, fiction it makes it more enjoyable. Yeah. All right, well that was uh, don't do drugs, kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for terrible words, that was Norlandia. We are going to record a debrief now, um, but we're going to hit stop on this recording. If you want to hear the debrief on how we thought about this game and what we what we thought about the mechanics, it was a very different game from what we're used to playing. Uh, but you voted for it. Uh, you can um, head over to our Patreon page. Uh, that will be available right now uh, on our Patreon page, uh, Patreon.com/slash/TerribleWarriors. If you are not a supporter yet and you want to become a supporter. Becoming a supporter will give you access to every debrief we've ever recorded uh, since joining Patreon and to all the complete campaigns we've released since joining Patreon. I mean, you can listen to all the campaigns for free on our website, but what I offer for our Patreon supporters is like an easy single file that removes all the intros and extras and it's just the game edited as a single like five hour block. It's easier for your archives, right? So they're all available as a private playlist for you right now if you head over to the Patreon page. And uh, then you'll hear us continue this talk. The epilogue is over. The game has ended. Uh, but we're going to now, like, uh, 
and a exit character mode and just talk about the game as players and, and what we liked and what we didn't like about it. And they're just going to yell at me for hijacking the game and being a quarterback because <laughs> I don't like to share. And uh, and I'm just going to yell at them for uh, not having a big enough imagination. I wanted a city of ferrets. I thought you would all be on board with that. But no, apparently we had yeah, to do that's... drugs and glass. So, <laughs> so join us in this. the debrief for that. <laughs> Uh, until we meet again, uh, dear listeners, uh, I have not been your GM, uh, the dearly departed Justin Eacock, uh, surrounded here from the table. Here in Toronto, joining us again, we've had... Brie making terrible life choices, but now I'm famous, Poison! And Shane, who's the old man who now has a pet pigeon. He is the one who knocks. And <laughs> Yes. And uh, from Edmonton, we'll be uh, saying goodbye to you, but uh, we'll hear you again on the Edmonton shows back on Thursday. That's Justin saying he's never having you back because you murdered him. (laughs) (laughs) You're free to come back to the games, but I'm just, I'm not making any breakfast. (laughs) Fair enough. Shane Fitzgerald is record 42 on the Edmonton crew, and uh, it was great being here, and maybe someday I'll find a way to get through something without killing somebody off. It's not that you don't, just, you just, you, you, you tend to kill things that are so dear to me. (laughs) I was fine with (laughs) that.